Hey everyone, welcome back to the All Things Gymnastics Podcast. I'm Ashley. And I'm Brittany. And this is the podcast where we talk about all things gymnastics. And this week we're joined by Iowa State gymnast Addie DeJesus. And we are so, so excited for you guys to hear this interview. We had lots of great conversations with Addie about her start in the sport because she came from a YMCA, y'all. We talk about what the recruiting process was like for her getting kicked off the Nebraska team and the impact that that whole experience had on her, the importance of athlete mental health, and a lot more. You guys won't want to miss this interview, so stick around. But before we get to that, we want to real quickly thank our Gold Level Patreon supporters. A big thank you to Kathleen R., Amy M., Lucy S., Becca S., Nina L., DFP, Blake B., Elaine E., Rydog, Cookie Master, Faith M., Kristen R., Lori S., Sabrina M., Amy C., Erica S., Milan W., M., and Derek H. Thank you all for continuing to support our show each month at the highest tier level. We appreciate you all so, so much. And if you're interested in becoming a Patreon, we will have a link in the show notes down below to where you can join and learn more about the perks of each tier level. One of those perks is being able to see who our guests are before we actually announce them on the show and have the opportunity to ask questions. So if that's something that you want to be a part of, make sure you click the link in the show notes down below. As always, you guys helped make the show what it is, and we appreciate you so so, so much. So thank you. Now, without further ado, please welcome to the show, Eddie DeJesus. Okay, so let's start. I want to talk about how you got started in gymnastics because you trained at the YMCA, which is a program that not a lot of high-level gymnasts come out of. So I guess just what led you to the Y and what made you stay there for your whole career, basically, before you went to college instead of going to like a more established program? I didn't know much about gymnastics. I lived in Puerto Rico till I was eight and I was born into a family of baseball players and volleyball players. So when I moved to the States was really when I was introduced to gymnastics. So in terms of the why, what led me to the why, my principal from my school was telling my mom like, hey, like your daughter's really good at the gymnastics unit at PE, like sign her up for gym. Like she has a lot of energy. Like she, she needs to get in the gym type thing. And my mom, obviously we just had gotten to the States. Like we didn't know much English. Like we didn't know much of anything. So the why was like, I think the easiest and like cheapest way at the, at that point to like, get me into gym. I never thought about switching gyms at all. My coaches were super, super helpful. There was a point in time where my mom was like, okay, like the why is not giving you as much exposure as you need, but we kind of just sat with our coaches and we're like, Hey, like we need to branch out the meets, go to different States so you can get more exposure. And at the time, like at the Y, like gymnastics is more like a fun thing. Like not a lot of girls are really going. It's like recreational activity. Yes, exactly. So it was more like me motivating myself every day to kind of just try Like that was my dream to go to college for gym. So yeah, we kind of just sat down and came up with like a better game plan as to how to talk to coaches. And then also like going to meets where coaches were actually going to instead of the general Y meets because USAG and Y meets are completely different. Yeah. I don't know if you're aware, but they're very different. Well, you, so you were also on your high school gymnastics team, right? Yes. Yes. And then yes. you did volleyball too? Yeah. 
So again, like not typical. Like, it sounds yeah. like a movie plot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most level 10 gymnasts, they're just like, they're focused on, well, at the time it was J.O., now it's DP. Same thing. But they're focused on that and being recruited by, you know, college coaches and they're not really doing all of those extra things. So I guess, how did you manage that, first of all? And then also talk about the recruiting process for you and what that was like. Okay. So yeah, those days were very, very insane. I look back at it and I'm like, right now, I don't think I could do, I don't even have that energy anymore. Yes. But J.O. was very independent. Like, although you're part of like your team, like I was the only level 10 in my gym really at the time. So I was, yeah, I was curious about that. Yeah. I was going to meets by myself. I was like, my assignments were different than everybody else's. Cause I have different goals. So it was, it was, Club was not like the most fun for me in a way as a little kid. Not that I'm like this, I don't know, but um, <laughs> I think it was hard to motivate yourself to keep going in an environment that there's not that much. Oh, like I didn't have someone to really look up to in a way. Yeah. But um, I was looking for like that team, like homie type of feel. Yeah. And my mom played volleyball and she was like, you should just try it. And she didn't tell me. Like in middle school, she did not allow me to do any sports, but I was getting to the point with gymnastics where I was like, this is so lonely. Like, do I really want to do this? I don't know. And I was like, mom, just let me play another sport. Like, I promise you, I'm not going to get hurt. Like, I'll be careful. And that's another thing with gym. Like you have to sacrifice a lot just to stay healthy for like this career. Mm -hmm. But I was willing to just kind of take the risk. I was like, I don't, I don't want to look back at my high school years and be like, oh my gosh, like. I didn't have the most fun or I like didn't get to try other things because I was sacrificing it for gym because that's what a lot of people do. Yeah. I decided to go the other route and just take the risk. And I don't regret it at all. Like it was so much fun. And I learned so much through volleyball, which helped me transition into college way better because a lot of gymnasts do struggle with the individual factor. And like, now you have to switch it to like the team. It's, it's about the team and not the individual anymore. Yeah. So for me, it was such a seamless transition coming from high school to college gymnastics, because I already had that team, like the understanding of team and the importance of a team. Yeah. That's super unique though, because a lot of people have their gymnastics team and they go into college and it's still more individualized when you're level 10 than it is in college. But for you to have your team, that team aspect kind of come from a different sport and then transition into college gymnastics. That's super interesting. Yeah. And with, even with um, high school gymnastics, like we were definitely a team, but I think volleyball taught me a lot more about team because you have six girls on a court. Like if one person is not doing their job, like it's, it's just not going to work out. And with gymnastics, it's either every single person can fall in the lineup and you just lose. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It's like, it's very different. Like the team aspect is very different. I feel like I, I learned the most about team through volleyball for sure. Yeah. Well, with volleyball, you're like on the court working together. Exactly. Whereas like, I mean, obviously in college gymnastics, it, it is, more than just one person obviously like everyone has to do well in order to win but with volleyball it's like everybody's literally working together at the same exactly. time <laughs> you have to be communicating at all times it, it was yeah so with gymnastics I know you said you were the only level 10 but did you have other high level teammates or were you like the only high level gymnast in your gym there were other high level gymnasts trying to go d1 or like trying to get into the NCAA, not even like just D1, but it was just 
hard, I guess. Like, again, we didn't have like that, like private gym environment, if that makes sense. Like our coaches weren't, my coach was super nice. Like I never got yelled at. I never got really like pushed in a way. Like, I think I got pushed in a sense. once my mom was like, this is what we want for her. So you have to like guide her mm-hmm. and I, whatever that takes for you to get her there, like basically do it. And that's kind of when they started being more like, Hey, this is for you. Like, let's push, let's push, let's push type thing. Because for the why, again, like it's not a private gym. So you have to go by the wise policy and it's like fun and get, you know what I mean? Yeah. What is the gym like? Like, did you have pits and stuff that you could learn? Oh, yeah. so, so when I first went to Darien, we were like in this very small, like dungy type of gym and it was terrible. But then the Y ended up like, I think, I think the president of the Y was one of my teammates, dad, I'm pretty sure. And okay. he, like, basically got this whole new facility for us and it, it we had like two pits two floor like it was it, it's a really nice facility okay I was just curious about that <laughs> but yeah like my gym I think is doing better than some of the private gyms that have been like around forever and are like high profile type thing so what was the recruiting process like for you then did you have a lot of coaches that would express interest in you or was it kind of just like you came out of nowhere and we're like hey <laughs> it was like I came out of nowhere type thing I think my name was kind of like out there in a way, like through high school, like I was on the papers a lot. So I think like my name was out there, but not like out there, like a Trinity Thomas, like you're getting these offers and stuff. And also like, again, like with the Y, my coaches were Russian. They didn't know that much English. So like there was a huge language barrier there and it like, I didn't have like the connections that most coaches would have for like their athletes to provide like, oh, hey, like I have this really good girl, like blah, blah, blah. Like, and I myself, like I had no idea how the recruiting process go. And my, my mom is a young mom, your firstborn child going into a sport that you have like no idea about. So I just threw my name out there. I was like sending emails, calling people. It was basically like me having to like sell myself to the coaches. Yeah. And there were definitely coaches where I, when I was like, I come from a why they're like you come from a why like you come from I'm a like, what <laughs> like yes but and then I would like like I was like I went I go to states like I do all these different like meets like USAG meets I'm not just only doing why meets yeah and then coaches kind of like were like okay like she's not just like shooting for the stars and you know what I mean <laughs> What I remember about you when you first like came on the scene at Nebraska, I was like, this girl came out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah, I feel like, yeah. no, yeah. Some people, like, we have these lists of like, even for next year, like five star all- recruits, everyone's watching and everyone's yeah. excited for. But with okay. you, it was like, you kind of just like, you came out of nowhere and you were really good, obviously. And I'm like, holy shit, like, where did you come from? And it was scary, even because like, I feel like, even though I like went to the Y and like, was like going into college was like relatively good. Like if you would see how I looked like in club, I worked my butt off all summer at Nebraska because I walked into that gym and I was like, I don't think I even belong here. Like, I don't think I should be doing D1 gymnastics right now. I was so scared. It was, it was a struggle, but I really took it upon myself. I was like, this is where you want to be and like whatever it takes to be the best and like try to be the best at least I was willing to do. And I trained like crazy over that summer because I knew I was like, this is going to be hard. (laughs) So what led you to Nebraska? Because that's obviously where you spent the first two years of your college career. Why Nebraska? Okay. So initially, actually, I was committed to Maryland and yeah. And then things kind of just like didn't work out there. And, um, 
actually I had, okay. So I had gone to camp at Nebraska. I, I didn't even know that you had to go to college camps to like get exposure. So my junior year was like my first college camp and it was Nebraska. Um, so I had been there and Dan and Heather were like talking to me about, um, like, Hey, like, do you have any offers? Like, we've never heard about you. Like she had asked me what other schools I'd been talking to. And I'm like, the only school I've honestly been in contact with was Maryland, like the whole time. But then a week after that, I had gone to the Maryland camp, but I had been talking to Brett for so long at that point. Once he offered me in a way, I was like, I feel like I I would love to go here. Like, I know the girls, like I know you, it, it felt easy. Like I had met Heather and them for like the three days that I was at camp. So it felt right to me at the time, but Heather kept in contact. She was like, Hey, like if you ever need anything, like I'm still here type thing. So then when things didn't really work out at Maryland, I was like, Hey, like I'm trying to see, like, look at a different school. Like I'm not really like happy. Like I don't really want to go to Maryland anymore type thing. So um, she was like, yeah, no, like we still would love to have you here. Talk to my family, like super, super just like welcoming and like helping me through it. Like, I think she really realized that like, I had no idea like about anything that had to do with the recruiting process. And she was like, like people make these mistakes all the time. Like, it's okay. Like you're going to be fine type thing, which was really nice. And I got to talk to Dan and I loved like the homey, like the tradition that comes with Nebraska, like Nebraska is so cool to be completely honest. Like there's so much tradition and love and like family. Like it's like, you really do feel the love not only within the athletic department, but like the whole state has your back. It's crazy. But that's really why I chose Nebraska. Like that aspect of home and family. And have you seen like the football games? Not really, no. I mean, I follow some Nebraska gymnasts on Instagram. So I kind of see like when they post stuff. It's just a crazy environment. Like, I don't know. It was, it, it was definitely, it's definitely a special place. And I, I, I still love Nebraska to this day. Like I, it's the best, but yeah, that's really why I chose like family and the love. So in as much detail as you're comfortable sharing, what happened at Nebraska? Cause the public knows that you were like dismissed from the team and it was kind of like this big thing. And yeah. you don't have to say why, if you, if you're not comfortable with it, but I guess the question that I would ask to you is like, what do you want people to know about that time at least? Yeah. Okay. So I get this question asked a lot and that's why I was like, I don't care if we like ask me and I don't want to like, kind of like remove it because I get asked this like all the time. I think there's going to come a time where I can like fully explain it because it, I'm kind of still like affiliated with Iowa state and stuff. So it's like, mm-hmm. if I'm going to like share my experience, I like, I want to do it at a, at a time where it's like a good time for the most part. I love Nebraska. Like I'm still really close with the girls there. I think with everything, like the hardest part of the dismissal for me was the way I was pictured after kind of because Heather had done that press release. And now all of a sudden, all these articles are coming out and people are commenting on everything and voicing their opinions and like trying to figure out, like putting the pieces together. And it's like, for me, I was like going through all that stuff because I, I knew once that press release came out, it was like gonna blow up because I, w- I mean, I'm like super humble, but I was like one of the returners. Yeah, yeah, you were one of the top ones. Yeah, yeah, like I was one of the top returners. So I knew that was gonna be a huge like thing. It was gonna be news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So then um, I think that was the h- hardest part about that because I felt like the image that I had kind of got tainted and I never really got, like, I never got to explain myself and still haven't. And I've kind of kept it to myself. And I like, like, I'm like at peace with it now. 
But back then, I feel like that had to have been so hard for you. Because, yeah, I remember going online and everybody is like, what happened? Making assumptions about you, trying to figure it out. Like, putting out there, like, oh, maybe maybe she did this. Maybe it was this. And it's like, you're just sitting there like, you can't say anything. I can't say anything. And I'm like, so this is during the pandemic, too. So I'm like, I just got kicked off the team. The recruiting process is probably going to be crazy just because everything is at a halt right now. So I don't even know if there was going to be like scholarships available. I don't even know if we were going to have another season. Like, and on top of that, again, like there was all these opinions and things being said that I was like, I don't even know if a coach is even going to want me at this point. Yeah. Because again, it's like the way it was put out, it was very much like broad to the point where you could like make anything up, you know? Yeah. Well, the coaches can, like, they are online too. Like, they could be on Twitter or Reddit or whatever these, you know, the forums that people use to put their opinions out there, the Facebook groups and things like that. Coaches are in that, and they're reading most likely what all of these random people are saying. So even if it's not true, it could just be the most off-the-wall stuff. They're just seeing all these theories of what could have happened and... Yeah, exactly. And that, that, like, I think that was the hardest part. And I would, like, call my mom, like, crying. I'm like, I, like, can't, I don't know what to do. And, like, I don't have a voice right now. And I'm also trying to, like, get recruited at this point. So it was, like, a lot all at once. Like, I talked about this before, but it was, like, probably one of the hardest things I've, like, really had to go through because I couldn't even go home because of the pandemic. I was in, like, my mom lives in Connecticut, or I'm from Connecticut. Yeah. (laughs) So and I live really close to New York city. So I fly into the city, but that airport was shut down. And she was like, it's so bad here in the East coast that you're honestly better off just staying at Nebraska. So I was literally alone for like months. Like I didn't get to go home for like a year and a half, but it was just like literally the toughest time. So once I got dismissed, like I was like, mom, like this is like all too much. And I was like, is gymnastics even worth me crying? And like having all these people talk about me and like, I haven't, done anything to like really like deserve how everything played out to be completely honest and never once did it cross my mind that I was gonna get dismissed never once was I even like like it never crossed my mind that I was gonna get kicked off so that's why everything was like just like blew up in my face and then I was just left having to like deal with it alone in a way but overall like my experience at Nebraska was good like I love my teammates like we got very very close from just like everything that just like happened and it was unfortunate that it happened the way it did I wish it could have definitely played out differently but at the same time I'm grateful and so happy that it happened that way because I don't know if I would have ended up at a different school where I would have been able to do what I did because I don't think I would have reached the heights that I did there Right. Did they like, and you might not know the answer to this question. I'm just kind of like curious. Did they have to do the the press release or could they have just let you transfer quietly? That was my biggest problem with the situation because there had been other girls that had been dismissed from the team before, Mm -hmm. but there was never a press release done. So that's where I like struggled with that situation. And I felt like, I don't think it was done in the best interest for me. You know, because again, like a a lot of things happen under the behind the scenes that literally no one knows about. And it could have, it could have just been considering the situation, sorry, like me not trying to say too much, considering the situation, it could have definitely just been like, Hey, you're off the team. I'm not going to say anything. I wish you the best, but you are, we just can't do this. Yeah. Well, 
and stuff happens all the time on college teams. And yeah, we see people transfer and we don't always get to know like why, just because as the public, we don't need to know why. Um, so yeah, I guess I was just kind of like, why could they not have just let you enter the transfer portal and kind of like go out quietly and just let you speak on whatever you wanted in the future? I wish it would have played out that way too, because even when I was getting recruited, I would have to have that same conversation with every single coach. And then once like the coaches started to realize like kind of like what really went on, they're like, oh, (laughs) not that big of a deal. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I was wondering how that went too, with like you trying to get recruited somewhere else and having to have those conversations with the coaches because you were committed to UCLA for like a hot second. And then you ended up going to Iowa state, which is where, where you ended up. Yeah. So I guess just kind of talk us through that decision and that whole process. Yeah. So my recruiting process was honestly crazy because I wasn't getting a ton of offers, but I was getting offers from pretty big schools. I was kind of left trying to like make a rush decision at a point. And like there were coaches that were giving me timelines, but I'm like, I haven't even talked to like half these other people yet. So I, I can't really give you like a decision, but then like the money was like, it's just, it was so crazy. Yeah. But with UCLA specifically, I was already, I committed to Iowa State initially. Okay, that's what I thought. I thought I heard that. Yeah. So initially I was committed to Iowa State. And then I had realized that Chris like followed me on Instagram. So I was like, oh, (laughs) and I was like, hey, like, I just realized that you followed me on Instagram. Like, want to talk about that? Want to talk about that? Yeah. (laughs) So basically we like got to talking and he was like, basically like offering me, but he was like, you have to wait a little bit because I have to like figure out everything on my end. And I was like, that's totally fine. So about like two weeks went by and he was like, I want you to know, like, we want you to be a part of this team. Like you can go ahead and say it. And I had to call Iowa State and be like, hey, I'm really sorry, but I just got this like offer out of nowhere. And I appreciate you guys giving me the opportunity and giving me this offer, but like it's, I can't like pass on UCLA. And Nielsen basically was like, honestly, if I were you, like I wouldn't pass up UCLA either. So, and advice is supportive. Yeah. And no, and that's like leads me back to Iowa State because after, okay, so then I go through the whole process with UCLA and it's like a different process to get in basically. And we went through compliance and everything to make sure everything was fine, but I still was going to be behind on graduation, which was really honestly the reason why I couldn't even go. Okay. So that's why it ended up not working out. But then I was like, oh my God, like I just like lost all my offers because I just committed to you guys. But then I called Nielsen like hysterically crying. I'm like, this is just what happened. I know that you probably don't have money at this point, but I was calling other schools and they're like, no, like basically like we already have our team type thing. Yeah. Um. So I was freaking out and I called Nielsen and I was like, Hey, like, this is my situation. I don't know what to do. I need your help. Like, I know maybe you can't help me, but what direction do I go? And I think that's the coach that I was like the closest with through the recruiting process because I'm Puerto Rican and he's Brazilian. So we would talk in Spanish and like, it, it was just like, he was like, like a father figure through the whole recruiting process. So like, I, I felt comfortable enough to like talk to him about it. And he was like, honestly, we still would love to have you here. Like, I know that you just committed to us like a month ago, but we, we still would love to have you here. And then I told my mom, I was like, any coach would just be like, sorry, like, like all the other coaches, like, sorry, like we can't. And like, like yeah, exactly. Like, good luck. And he did not And it was nice. 
that's really refreshing to hear because I think it shows that like they care about you as a person even more so than you as an athlete like they're they were willing to let you leave to go somewhere quote unquote better and then to come back when that didn't work out they allowed that to happen because they care about you that much just understanding too the complexity of the situation and it's not anything to do with you it wasn't your your fault yeah Um, that is really really refreshing to hear And even when I like first initially committed to Iowa State, like I was honestly super happy, like even like going there because when I was like explaining my situation, Nielsen was just like, we don't judge here. Like you don't have to feel like you're any different than anyone else or like you have to prove yourself to me in any way. Like we accept you for you and we're going to let you come in here without the outside factors of what everyone is saying. And that was like really refreshing to hear because Going to a team with your teammates already knowing that you just got kicked off a team is really the most awkward and like uncomfortable feeling because you don't know what people are thinking. And again, like what I'm reading is what everyone else is like reading and thinking of me without me defending myself or like explaining the situation. So did you explain the situation to your teammates eventually or did you not get into that with them? I never really had to explain it actually. Like I think people naturally just like asked me because they were curious. Obviously now that like you're on the team, obviously I'm going to tell you. <laughs> and like, people were like curi- very, very curious about what really happened. And then they were just like, oh. <laughs> That's it. Just, oh. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love how, the confliction. I feel like you're like. Yeah. It's so hard. It's so hard. But like, I don't know. The day that, the day that comes when I can actually talk about it. You should write a book. I like, honestly, you have no idea how many times I've even thought about doing that because my life is crazy. Yeah, well, just like a little bit that I do know about you. I would totally buy your book, hands down. Yeah, (laughs) do it, do it. And also like, not a lot of people know just like the things that happen behind the scenes. Like, and that's why we have a little like documentary done on our team. I don't know if you guys like- Yeah, the flight series. Yeah, like- the public eye gets like maybe like 1% to like 2% of what really goes on, like on a day-to-day basis for a student athlete. And it just sucks sometimes when people like, and I understand everyone's at- entitled to their opinion, but we're also like, we're young, like we're, we're human too. And it's like, I don't know. It's just the world we live in. is just really weird sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's actually kind of a perfect transition to the next thing I want to ask you, which is about athlete mental health. Cause I feel like lately that's something that a lot of people have been talking about. Cause there's been a lot of athletes taking their life and it, mental health is just an issue in general athlete or not. But when you look back on your experiences and that can be from when you were in high school, it could be at college at any point, was there something that you feel like you could have used or that you might've needed that you weren't getting when you were a student athlete? Um, I think we have all the resources here to help, but I think as a student athlete, like we, it's hard already within itself. Like we have so much going on. And I tell this to like my coaches all the time. Like we don't have time for like me time is not really me time. Like you don't really have time for yourself sometimes. And finding that like perfect balance is really hard. Like you would think that it could just like all come together, but like balancing your social life, balancing school, balancing the days that you have bad days and like trying to like do everything in your schedule and like just not being able to just be like, oh my God, like I'm just having a shitty day. Yeah. 
like sucks sometimes. And I, it's hard for student athletes also to, to like be open about it in a way, because you don't want to seem like the weak one or like, right. you can't handle this. Like there's a lot of like factors that go into it. I think that's why it's important that we speak, that people are speaking out about it now because it's becoming a more comfortable conversation to have as a student athlete and not feel like ashamed or like feel like you're not built for sport. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I think the thing too with college athletes is like the element of having a scholarship dangling over your head. Like you said, you're trying to balance all these things, like your, your physical health, your mental health, your school, your social life, all of these different aspects that you're trying to balance. And that if something's going wrong in one of those areas, you also have the scholarship dangling over your head, like get it together, keep your grades up, do well in the gym, do well in school, like all of these things. And that it's like, you can get your scholarship pulled like that if you're not on operating at all cylinders. And all all, yeah. yeah. And that's like, I think it's like easier said than done. Like a lot of people just think that it's just like you get to college and it's so much fun and it's like the world, but it's really not like, yeah. it's, it's a lot of fun. Like I found the love for the sport through college gymnastics, but it definitely takes a certain individual to get through it. Because again, like you said, like you have to be on point for everything and then when you're not it affects you to the point where it's like you don't want to let your team down but you also don't want to let your coaches down and then you feel bad about your so it's like a it's like it's really conflicting like it really really is hard and there's really no you have the resources to talk to people but it's also very much a thing that you just like have to you have to seek it out exactly so yeah it's it's really hard but I'm I'm honestly so happy that people are talking about mental health and stuff because even for me, like I can speak for myself. I have struggled with mental health. Like everyone struggles with mental health, you know, but for me, like I struggle with like expressing my emotions or even asking for help because I've been very independent through my sport and like having to not be around my parents all the time because I was training all the time. So like managing those emotions were different because gymnastics was my therapy. Like I just like, if I was mad, if I was upset, like I would just go to gym. I would never really like talk to anyone or I would just bottle the emotions down and take it to the gym, you know? Mm -hmm. So me being injured last year was so hard for me. Like I genuinely have like me being kicked off Nebraska was hard, but this was like a different type of hard because it was like the rug was like ripped from underneath me. And now it was just left having to figure myself as a person, like separate the athlete from the person. And I felt like I like lost my identity. Like I lost myself. It was really such a tough year last year. And I really like had to learn how to like deal with my emotions and like have to reach out and talk to people. And it was, it was crazy, but yeah, mental health is huge right now. And I think asking for help doesn't make you weak is like the biggest thing I can like advice I could give anyone. It does not make you weak. It does not make you soft. It doesn't mean you're any less of an athlete. It doesn't mean you're any, you know, like yeah, yeah. it makes you human. It makes you exactly. And I think people like struggle with that part of it, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So like you mentioned, obviously your senior season, you get injured. Do you have advice for people who might be in that situation where gymnastics is suddenly ripped away from you? And especially when it's your senior year, it's kind of like the end of your career and to have it be ripped away from you like that. It's like the worst timing. Like injuries are never good, but to have it be your final year of gymnastics, are you kidding me? Yeah, no, it was terrible. Well, so I had like had ongoing like knee situations all year last year, pretty much. And it was like after the OU meet, 
that it really got bad. I was like barely like even training vault and floor throughout like after that, like I would modify pretty much everything. Um, and then I ended up having to get knee surgery June 30th to like clean out a bunch of cartilage. Like I have arthritis, like excessive pressure syndrome, like anything that could possibly go wrong other than it tearing anything was wrong with my knees. So after I got surgery, I had to do treatment and stuff, but this was like my first real injury. So treatment was never really for me. Like, I don't, I understand like taking care of your body, but I never was really good at it to be completely honest. <laughs> um, so now after surgery, like it's like, man, like it's like serious. Like you have to take it very seriously. And I, I hated it. I hated every part of it. And I was like, I just want to do gymnastics. Like, I don't care about flexing my quad. Like I don't, need to do that right now. Um, so I didn't take it very seriously. So I think I, I do regret that because it really set me back immensely and coming back into gym, like there was days where I would wake up and I couldn't even walk. Like my knees would hurt so bad. Oh gosh. Yeah. And so then when I was coming back, my knees still were not good. Like I couldn't run a simple cartwheel would hurt. Like I was only training bars with heavily taped knees. Like I had like a cast on each leg type thing. And that was really terrible because I was so right after this year that I had last year, like I was ready to come back for even more. And like, I was so pumped. So like, that was really, really hard for me. And I started to hate gymnastics because I was like, all my issues are stemming from this one thing that gave me so much joy. But now I'm like, I no longer, I didn't want to go into the gym. Like, I'm like, I'm only doing bars. Like I almost felt useless. Like it was really bad. It was really, really, I'm just a very, I'm very hard on myself. Like if you see me training in the gym, like if I'm not sticking, like I'm pissed, I'm like, that's already a bad day for me. Like I I'm done or like not done, but like I get very, I won't stop until I stick it. And I think that's where a lot of my injuries do come from because I'm just like such a perfectionist. Like if it's not done well, like I do not like it. Me struggling with this knee thing and not being able to do gymnastics, how I know I can do it was so hard because I'm like trying to push my body, but my body is like, no, like it's just not going to happen. So I, I even talked to like my assistant and I was like, I don't want to do gymnastics anymore. Like I was really like mid, even before season started, I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like I'm, I'm tired of crying. I'm tired of the struggle. Like I already went through such a rough year, like two years ago, I had an amazing year. Now I'm like back on this like terrible boat and I, I don't want to deal with it anymore. Like I'm ready to just like move on from it. And she was like, no, like give yourself time. Like this, this is how it goes. Like blah, blah, blah. Then I hurt my elbow and I worked so hard, so hard to just get back on bars. Like I wasn't even doing dismounts all year. Like my first, first hard landing dismount was that Nebraska meet. I had not done any hard landing at all. I was just hoping for the best. Um, <laughs> That's terrifying. <laughs> yeah, but my double layout, like, honestly, I could do it with, like, that's, like, my favorite skill of, like, of all times. Like, I could do it with my eyes closed. And I was just, like, honestly, with the adrenaline, I think that my knees will hold my body. You're, like, I'm crossing my fingers. <laughs> yeah, like, no, and I was, I've never been more nervous about a meet in my entire life, but that one. And I was just competing that one event. I thought I was going to pass out. Like, I, if you look back at the, like, the video, like, if you look at my face, I'm, like, almost white. Like, it was bad. but. So then I hurt my elbow and I'm like, oh what, my God, I just worked so hard to get to the, and I was trying to come back on vault because my knees were starting to feel better after the Nebraska meet for some reason, miraculously, they started feeling better. So one day at practice, I was like, Nielsen, our vault lineup was good, but we, we needed help for sure. So I was very much stressed. I don't know why I love to do this, but I put a lot of pressure on myself. So I was like, 
I'm, I have to come back on vault. Like if there's, if I'm going to do anything else, like that's the one event that we need the most help in. And I'm going to do everything to like do that. So I told Nielsen, I'm like, Hey, like my knees are feeling good today. I'll show you a sprint. Cause I had to show them my run because that really depended if I can go or not. Cause I was running so slow. Like it wasn't even, it, it was not a good run, but I was like, my knees feel good today. Like let's try a vault, but I hadn't vaulted in like eight months. So my hands were super sweaty from like just being so nervous and my hand ended up slipping like whatever I dislocate my elbow and I'm like okay like I'm done like this is enough of the struggle for me and I know that a lot of other people have it like have gone through way more injuries than I have but I think for me like it all just happened so back to back that I was at a point where I was just like okay like this is like too much my biggest advice through like my experience, I guess, like what I learned the most is that like you're a person outside of the athlete. I think that's what people struggle with the most because you feel like when you're going through these injuries, you're like, you're not pushed to the side kind of, but you are because now you're just like hurt in the middle of a season. And I was like, I don't, it's not like you want the attention to be on you, but you also don't want to take their attention towards you, but you also like struggling and like need help and going through all these emotions. Like, I don't, I don't really know. That's a good question. (laughs) If you don't have it figured out, it's fine too. (laughs) I mean, there's, you probably in some ways aren't even like fully processing it. That's what I was going to say. Honestly, like you're over here, like, I don't know. And I'm like, yeah, it makes sense that though. Like, you're so fresh out of it. Like your career yeah. ending so kind of like suddenly, cause you were at least expecting to have this final year to prepare and process and enjoy your last year of gymnastics. And then it's kind of just like, well, you're done. Exactly. I think my best advice, which is very ironic, but take it day by day. Cause it gets better, you know? So like, you're going to have those moments where you're like, I'm doing good. Like, I think I'm in a better place. And then next week you'll just feel like the world is crashing down on you. But at the end of the day, like it, it does get better. Like as you go through it, like it's, it's just one of those things that you have to, you have to go through it to get through it. Yeah. There's no easy route because at the end of the day, like we come to college to do this obviously for school and like to do the sport that you love. And when it gets ripped away from you like that, especially like a season ending injury, no one really prepares you for that. Nothing can really prepare you for something like that. So it's like, again, just take it day by day. And it really does get better because I, looking back at my year last year, I was a complete mess. Like I don't remember that Addy, like that was not the Addy that I knew to be. So coming out of that in a way now, like I grew so much from that and I'm almost, it sucks that it happened that way, but it taught me a lot of core values that I think that I was lacking, like patience. Like I'm the most impatient person ever, but now all of a sudden I'm forced to be patient and like do this treatment where you're not seeing a lot of progress on a day-to-day basis. It's like a month will go by and you still are not seeing that much progress. You know, it's not one of those things that you're just like visually seeing all the progress. So yeah, just take it day by day. Like, it's just really hard. So just embrace the journey and looking back on it, you're going to be like, wow, like I really got through that. As soon as you got injured, did you think about the fifth year at all? I mean, it probably was not your first thought, but was there even a small part of you that was like, should I come back? Like take that year to rest and then be ready for next season. Like, did that ever cross your mind? See, at the time when I dislocated my elbow, I was like, literally fuck gymnastics. Like I want no parts of this anymore. There were times where I was thinking about it just because 
I didn't want to end my year like that. There was a lot of factors that went into it and I contemplated it on multiple occasions, but I think for me, it was more like I'm a senior now. My body clearly is like not having it. Mm-hmm. So like, I wanted to listen to my body and I'm like, my knees are still pretty, I mean, they're bad. They're better, <laughs> but like, I want to be able to like run with my kids. I want to be able to like do stuff in the future and not be like, you know what I mean? Like my, yeah. my mom was always like saying like, you have to do what's best for you and like your body, like think like, yeah, gymnastics is like really, really important to you and you love it and whatever, but it's not worth any like, it's not worth, yeah, like the, the future, like where you're like constantly in pain or like you can't do, you're limited to do certain things because you just decided you wanted to have one more year yeah. to just do it, you know? Yeah. So I, yeah, I, I struggle. And I, I mean, I miss it to this day. Like, I love it. Like, I love gymnastics. Gymnastics is like the holy grail for me. And I, I realized that I had those negative feelings towards it just because I was mad at the sport. I was mad at my situation. And I felt like I had to blame something. And the one thing I could blame was gym. It helps that you can look back and still have good moments and good memories. Like you, you had an amazing year at Iowa State. Here you transferred in. You're a two-time All-American. You were the Big 12 newcomer of the year, a Big 12 Florida champion. You got a perfect 10 on vault. So you, you achieved all these amazing things. I want to talk about the 10. What was that like? Did you ever see that happening to you? No. And the funny part about it is that I had a terrible bar routine before that vault. <laughs> and my coach was pissed. I'd been doing, I hadn't been doing terrible on bars, but like I would get really nervous and like not stick or like take the step. And they're like, you're literally go to practice and stick every single day, damn near every turn. You go to the meet and you don't want to stick. Like, really? Like, come on. Yeah. So he was mad at me. And I, I like started crying because I was like, I'm so hard on myself. So I started crying and I was like, oh my God. So all through like vault warm up, I was like literally crying. But he pissed me off enough to the point where I was like, okay, like you want to get me mad before my vault. So then I ended up like, I did not think I was going to stick, but I don't, it was so surreal. Like that was one of my biggest goals like ever. So I'm honestly happy that I got to do it before all of this happened because there was a lot of things that I wanted to achieve. And there was still more that I like, I always wanted to go to nationals, never got to really go to nationals, but there's also so many things that I wanted to accomplish that I just was able to that year. So that's why I'm almost at peace with like my decision on not even coming back because I was like, I did a lot. I had the most fun. I got a lot of things done. So like, I'm not I can't be too mad. You win some, you lose some type thing. So yeah, that vault was definitely crazy. I don't know. My junior year specifically with everything that happened at Nebraska, I have never been more motivated to just prove to the world that I'm not what everyone was like talking about. And like, it was definitely a statement year for me for sure. And I took it very, very seriously. Yeah. I feel like some gymnasts, they probably wouldn't be able to go through everything you went through and then do as well as you did like so close after that. Well, I think it's like compartmentalizing too, right? Like you have to take all of that stuff that's happening kind of in the background, put it aside and just focus on like what you're there to do and what you want to accomplish for yourself. And the fact that you were able to do all of that, despite that hard year that you had before, is super iconic on your part. You, Thank you'd, you. you'd be proud of yourself. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was like tunnel vision. Like I was like, I, I even told my mom, I was like, at this point, I already found a school. I already found a home. And now it's about just putting in the work and really like proving to to even myself, because there was a point in time where 
like I told you, like, I don't want, I was like, is all this crying and all this mess, like even worth it. And like the fact that I even had the thought of like quitting because of that situation and like how it played out was like, I was like, I'm so happy that I, I didn't even give up on myself and like was able to just like get through it. But yeah, it was very much tunnel vision. I was like, as soon as I set foot on Iowa State, it's game on for sure. So looking back at your career, what are you most proud of? If you can even like pick one moment. I think what I'm most proud of is like how much I've grown as an athlete, because if I were to show you how I did gymnastics in club compared to like how well I do gym now, it's crazy. Like it's a, I've grown so much as an athlete and I've also just grown as a person through just like being a student athlete and learning your about yourself going to college and like not really having your parents, but also having like this huge job all the time is like hard. And it's not, again, it's being a student athlete's not the easiest. It's not as easy as it looks. Yeah. So like my biggest accomplishment is honestly getting through college being a student athlete because it's hard. It's really freaking hard. And there's obviously all the other accolades and stuff, but I don't know. I've never, not that I don't care about that stuff, but I do gymnastics for my team, really. Like I'm going to do whatever it takes for us to win this meet and keep pushing through the season. Like, and I would always preach this to everyone. Like everyone on this team has a role. Everyone on this team has some sort of impact. It doesn't matter how big, how small, like we all have to work together in order for us to reach the heights that we want to get to. And I feel like a lot of people like did listen to a lot of advice I gave and like kind of looked up to me. So I felt like I had to really like put myself in a position where I could make my team the most successful. We have a lot to be proud of and we're proud of you. (laughs) Thank you. And I do think that being a student athlete is harder than most people even realize. Like we're obviously just like normal people. We were not, she did gymnastics for a short period of time, but like we were were not, we did college and just had to focus on that and not all these other things to worry about on top of it. So I have like a lot of respect for any student athlete. And yeah, I just want to put that out there that I think it's a lot harder than the average person even realizes. It's not just wearing pretty leotards and getting to travel all over the place and having fun. And I mean, like, sure, that's a part of it, but yeah, there's a lot more that goes into it. Yeah. Yeah. So we just have some fun questions for you now. These are just like off the wall, random fun questions. Okay. (laughs) I'm ready. What is your go-to karaoke song? Oh, wow. Anything Drake, I guess. I really like okay. Drake. I'm trying to think. I think okay. mine would have to be Believe by Cher. Like, I just sometimes randomly start singing that I song. Even, I don't know why. I don't even know who that is. Sorry. You don't? That's oh. offensive. That's disrespectful. I'm so <laughs> um, Mine is Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. You um, know that? Oh, my God. This is not okay. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> this interview is over. <laughs> Ends of all. Wait, do you really not know? Man, I feel like a woman. Dun, 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 dun. You don't know that song? Mm-mm. Oh my God. I don't even believe it. I refuse. Okay, well, that. next time you're in the car, you need to play that song. It's a good song. Okay. Blast with like the windows down and jam out. Okay, okay I'll listen to it. <laughs> next question. What is the worst gift that you've ever either given or received? Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, that's kind of a hard one on the spot. Yeah, questions are hard. I think the worst gift I've gotten, I don't know, because honestly, I'm appreciative of like anything everyone, anyone gives me. Good answer. I don't think I, I, I've ever had like a terrible, there's been gifts where I'm like, oh, 
but like I, I'm like it's the thought that counts so I don't yeah. I don't think I have one actually. I have one. I have one. So I had jaw surgery and it took a really long time for my face to go back to normal. Yeah. My face was swollen for a long they, time. They basically broke both of her jaws. And so like her yeah. entire face, it was really bad. But I mean, it was, I don't think it was intended to be a gift, but I'm pretty sure it was like on or near our birthday. My grandma like took this picture of me, like when I was still healing and she Bought this enlarged photo of me and gave it to me, and I'm like, why the hell would she give you this? To that? Me? I don't <laughs> want this. Yeah, that is so funny. I'm gonna think like now. If there's like been like anything funny where I'm like, oh, like really? But I don't think so. Yeah. My grandma does give me some funky stuff sometimes. Like, I think the worst gift I think I've probably gotten, if anything, is like the makeup from like Claire's. Oh yeah. yeah. Like I'm like 22 now. Like I don't use makeup from Claire's grandma, but no, it's, the, it's the thought that counts. Yeah. Right. That's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah. What about last show that you binge watched? Um, last show I binged. Uh, you. You. Okay. We ever seen it? No, we haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> so now you see now you're judging us. Oh my god, and you have to see you though like it is so good. is it on netflix yes okay then we'll put that on our list we're in the middle of watching like a bunch of things right we have now. like three things like we're re-watching dance moms we're oh re-watching dance moms. <laughs> we're re-watching america's next top model Never we're seen re-watching it. oh my gosh you have to watch top model that really? drama. It's, it's it's bad well not just the drama it's so bad though just like the things that back in like 2004 2003 that I think were socially acceptable well maybe it wasn't socially acceptable oh, back then but it's like it's like bad you look back and you're like how the hell did they air this yeah, yeah. like okay. either things that someone said or like the types of photo shoots they did it's like it just wouldn't fly nowadays oh yeah <laughs> top model would be canceled nowadays or a cheer have you seen cheer Oh, I love cheer. Okay, yeah. we're, we're rewatching that one right now too. We have like five different things that we're watching and we just like, depending on the mood, we'll just pick like whatever. But we're <laughs> yeah. watching like a million things. Here's the one with like the Navarro team, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Yep. I, that was the other show that I binge watched too. I love that show. Very good. Oh, oh and oh, go ahead. The other dating show, what's it called? Like, the Ultimatum. What? No. <laughs> no, that was not it. I said the Ultimatum, but. Oh, no, the <laughs> Ultimatum too. That's another okay. one. But love is Blind. Love is Blind. Have okay. I have not seen that, but I've heard about it. It's good. It's good too. I mean, okay. there's a lot of like love drama sh- reality shows now. Like, yeah. and I think they're funny because of all the drama that goes on. Yeah. So. Drama makes it the best. Exactly. Look, when we first started watching The Ultimatum, I was kind of like, this is really stupid. But then like three episodes in, the drama really started to happen and we became invested. We're like, we had to finish. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, the whole show was... Like, I just personally would not sign up for that yeah. sort of, you know, like, I'd like, just go to counseling or something. Work on it, work on it, like between the two of you, like, do we really need to go on a TV show and like have this all be aired out for the world to see? Yeah. And like, basically another person teach you like what you're lacking in the other like what yeah are you supposed to be in the relationship together and like I don't know it was just yeah very- like basically you need to like date somebody else for a very short period of time to somehow figure out what you're needing to fix in your own relationship it's just yeah. weird like it's so weird the whole concept is ass backwards but the drama was good yeah no, it was good <laughs> What advice, now we're like taking this to like a different, this is like a serious question. What advice would you give to your your teenage self or your younger self? Oh, wow. 
Yeah, that was like a complete shift. He's like talking no. about TV shows. Now give us some advice. <laughs> no, you're good. Um, I think the advice that I would give my younger self is like, take care of yourself before others, because I feel like I'm a very giving person. And like, I love to give, give and give. And sometimes I get wrapped up in like what I'm doing. Like, for example, with, I can like bring it back to gym. Like I want to give so much that sometimes I like lose myself through that. Or like, don't take care of like me. Yeah. Like the mental part, physical, like all that stuff. So I guess that, and like take it day by day and have fun with life because it's just, it's never that serious. Yeah. Usually it's not like nine times out of 10, anything that I've ever been crying about, stressed about, anxious about the next day I wake up and I'm like, why the hell was I even like this distraught about it? It's fine. Yeah, I literally have to remind myself every day. Like don't give more than five minutes to something that's not going to matter in like five years. Like you're not even going to remember why you were mad about that thing, why it affected you. So yeah. And then the last question is just what's next for you. So have you graduated yet? No, I graduate in December. So I still have a semester here and I'll probably stay out through like this, the whole year here in Ames. And do you have an idea of what you want to do? Because some people, like they know exactly what they want to do. And then some people, they have no idea. And it's really stressful to think about. (laughs) I want to get into the coach. I want to start coaching. Like I want to be in the NCAA at some point. Like I'm going to obviously help in the gym still while I'm here. And then hopefully I'll get a volunteer or like maybe like work my way up through there. I just feel like honestly, since I can't do gym anymore, I still have so much to give to the sport. And if there's anything I could do is being involved and giving back to the sport like this and giving gymnasts the best experience because I didn't have it the best. You know what I mean? Like I honestly, like I would not change anything in the world, but I feel like as a gymnast, I went through literally everything in the book that you could possibly imagine. And like having that knowledge and experience and working all through all that, like I want to be able to create an environment for gymnasts, especially because it's hard coming from club and like those tough environments. I want to be able to have girls come into the gym and like actually love gym and actually want to work for me or not work for me, but you know what I mean? Like yeah. when you have coaches that are support, like a coaching staff makes a huge difference. Like when you have people that, you know, support you, love you and care about you, not only as an athlete, but as a human being, it, it almost makes the athlete want to work harder for you because that's how I felt. Like the coaches gave me an opportunity to, to be here, regardless of anything that happened. We're so supportive through everything. So it's like, I don't want to let them down. That's, that's, that's my mentality. So I want to be able to to be a coach and like give the best experience to my gymnast. Yeah, and I think with all of the experiences that you have, you're going to be a really great coach. Thank you. We're rooting for you. That'd be so cool for you to be a coach. It would be so much. I'm I'm like so excited to just kind of like get that started because with gym, like, yeah, like it was so much fun and I miss it and it's the best, but I'm just ready for the next chapter of my life. Well, and that way you can still be involved too a little bit, like obviously not doing gymnastics anymore, but you can still be in the gymnastics world through Exactly. Exactly. And you do need to write a book. I'm not joking. (laughs) (laughs) I I should. I don't even know how you do that, but I'll, I'll look into it. Thank you so much, Addie, for taking the time to come on our show. I know it was quite a few weeks in the making, but I'm really glad that we were able to make it happen. And you were honestly one of my favorite guests personally to have. Me as well. I I don't know how Ashley feels about it, but I really, really enjoyed our conversation. And we are wishing you all the best in the future. And of course, 
you are welcome back on the show anytime you want. So we look forward to hopefully chatting with you again someday in the future. Next week, we're taking a little break from the interview just because we've been busting out quite a few of them. So Ashley and I are going to be doing a little Q&A session. So we have a link up on our Twitter, All Things Gym Pod, where you can anonymously submit questions through like a survey monkey link. You can also send us questions through DM, email, allthingsgympod at gmail.com. And this can be anything from just our opinions on something that's happening in the gymnastics world, um, anything about the show, anything about us. Uh, just anything that you guys want to know any questions that come to mind you can send them our way and we will answer some of them on the show next week with that being said we hope that you guys have a lovely week we love you all so so much and we will talk to you real soon bye bye